0: Welcome back to episode 8 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Domestic Girlfriend. Released in 2019 by studio Diomedia, it has 12 episodes and comes in a sub and a dub, but I would definitely recommend watching it in sub. So the way I discovered this series is I was just adding anything that looked remotely interesting on Crunchyroll to my queue, and then I would randomly select a show and Domestic Girlfriend came out the winner. So the story follows Natsuo, a high school student who in an attempt to get over being in love with his teacher Hina, goes home with a random girl named Rui. He met while out with some friends. The two have a one-time fling, mostly just to no longer be virgins, but we realize there is a deeper meaning for both of them afterwards. Unfortunately for Natsuo, his father has decided to remarry and begin living with a new woman and her two daughters, the eldest daughter of course being his teacher Hina and the younger sister being his hookup Rui. Rui and Natsuo decide to keep what happened between them a secret in order to preserve their parents' happiness. So I did not know till much later, but supposedly the show is censored on Crunchyroll, Not that things are covered like usual, but nude shots were specifically like removed. Finding this out almost a year after watching Domestic Girlfriend, I didn't feel like I missed anything or the show would have been better with these moments. You could still tell what was going on without having to see the anime titties. But if that's something that you're into, just know that those scenes are out there. So Natsuo, aka Naofumi from Rising of the Shield Hero, (laughs) he has aspirations of being a novelist and making a living from writing stories. We discover he used to be a bit of a nerd, but he had himself a transformation makeover, so he doesn't look like a complete dork anymore. His mother died while he was still a young boy, so it's just been him and his father for the past 10 years. And I just want to say off the bat, I feel bad for Natsuo because no one tells this poor bastard anything. I mean, Hina and Rui knew that their mom was dating and that the man had a son Rui's age. And like, wouldn't the girl's mother kind of feel like Natsuo's father wasn't being sincere in his marriage proposal when he hadn't even told his son about their relationship, like Natsuo didn't know a thing about this. Then, within a week, he gets a whole new, very complicated family, has to move to a new house, then Rui, unbeknownst to him, transfers to his school. So now not only is he keeping secrets at home from his dad, but he has to lie to his friends at school too. I'm pretty sure this is what the Fresh Prince meant by my life got flipped turned upside down. So Rui has a very blunt personality, she comes across kind of standoffish, and we see her having trouble connecting to people and making friends. And I actually liked her and Natsuo as a brother and sister dynamic, them bouncing off one another during their heated back and forth in the classroom, to them teaming up and following Hina around town. I didn't like their romance side of the story, they were much better as friends. And it's kind of funny because Rui is jealous of Hina's ability to easily connect with people because like, Hina's very sociable. In return, Hina is actually quite envious of Rui's boldness, so it kind of just gives a little dynamic to each side of the sisters, and even though they have their own great qualities, they are kind of jealous of one another. But like I said, I like Rui and Natsuo as like a tag team. Like when they confront Shu and Hina about their relationship, Shu starts spewing that typical horse shit, thinking that he's slick, then bam, Rui swills him with a drink to the face, runs off. And I'm actually happy that Natsuo ran off to comfort her right away. Like, he didn't stick around to continue the argument. Like, he went to go check in and make sure that Rui was okay. And this is just another one of those moments that we kind of see, like, the real love Rui has for her sister. So I think Natsuo was an absolute dick kissing Rui after Hina explained why they couldn't be together. Like, I actually kind of thought that he finally understood and he was going to start, like, leaving Hina alone. Because she explained to him like the severity of what would happen if two people in their position got together. The issues that it would cause. But then he just goes and does the exact same shit. He starts doing it with Rui instead. Like you didn't do it with this sister. So you go for the other sister. At this point he's just creating his own problems and setting Rui up to get hurt. I actually wanted to see Rui and Alex get together. Them being such polar opposites. His hyperactive energy and her kind of like moody attitude. I think that would have been funny. So when we get to Hina, this is the couple that I was rooting for from the start. It's the girl Natsuo loves, and she's pretty cute. And without even knowing like the premise of the show, I knew that he would sleep with her off bat. She was all about the sexual harassment smacking the students on the ass at school. The signs were all there that she was down for some student-teacher relations. I also think that Hina's history of liking a teacher at a young age, she most likely relates to Natsuo, seeing how she's been in the position before. So I feel that kind of made it easier for... Natsuo to get Hina to fold and in regards to Hina falling for Shu he could have just been trying to be like a good teacher and cheer her up but like his little puppet show that just screamed predator and anime schoolgirls in this show are nasty they're tearing Hina down when she didn't even really flirt with that boy in the slightest like those girls were wiling Hina's bit of an airhead like when she comes out of the bath naked not remembering that the guys were there as well when we see her like kind of ask Natsuo to go on a day date with her It's like, sure, you guys are family, but no one else knows that, so like if someone saw you outside of school together, it wouldn't look very good. Natsuo doesn't only just get a taste of what it's like living with a woman, but he has to live with one that he's put on a pedestal. Everyone has their own problems and bullshit that they keep behind closed doors. Hina is a total lush and exposes she has a bit of a problem with alcohol on the first night that they're in the new house. I mean, from her coming out of the bath, knocking back an 8-pack, and then passing out on the couch, this is probably not the version... Of her that uh, Natsuo fantasized about. And then he finds out that she can't cook to save her life. His ideal woman just keeps falling short of the expectations that he's projected onto her. Then the ultimate debauchery. The poor guy finds out Hina's a home wrecker. She's a side piece. She is the other woman. But I actually kind of feel bad for her. Like we see her pretty emotional on numerous occasions because of this guy. He keeps hitting her with all the classic cliche lines about leaving his wife when the time is right. And unfortunately for Hina, you just can't choose who you love. When Natsuo confronts her about a relationship and she rips his shirt off and then punks him like a child, basically saying that he's not a real man, I would have been like, woman, I know you can't cook, but you better damn well know how to sew. Put my buttons back on my shirt. Then we get to Momo. Momo's just a darling. All the other girls spread rumors about her and they're pretty awful. And this is where I really connected with Rui because I base my opinions off interactions I have with people. You can't always take others' opinions into consideration. If someone's cool to me, I have no problem with them just because others have issues with them. Rui, without hesitation, retrieves the plush animal Momo gave her from the garbage can and tells those other girls, like, I'll choose my own friends, thanks. And Momo is flirty, but it's because Natsuo was actually truly kind to her at that bookstore, and that's why she goes for him. But she is a good friend, and she asked Rui if it was cool. And all Rui had to say was, hey, he's my friend, it would kind of be weird for me, And I really believe that Momo would have left it alone, but Rui said nothing and that it was fair game. And Momo got guts. She went right up to Natsuo, hit him with the info, slid it in his hand with a piece of paper. She's out here seizing the day, taking the bull by the horns. Then when it comes down to business and Natsuo sees Momo's scars from self-harm after hearing about her troubles with her family, he does the right thing and he stops. I knew right away that he wasn't going to leave her and that he was going to go get ingredients to make dinner. That is a man right there. Other boys like Natsuo's friend would have just like still hit and used her, but Natsuo didn't. This was huge for Momo's character. We see she has issues and she lets boys take advantage of her. And these unhealthy relationships not only damage her self-esteem, but it takes away from her studies. She is so smart, but she gets distracted in relationships. Natsuo affords her respect, shows her how she should be treated. And her having both a genuine female friend in Rui and an actual male friend like Natsuo, it's only going to build her up. Her confidence is going to grow. She's going to see what it's like to be treated well. So then when she does meet a good guy, hopefully Natsuo's example will have left an impression on her to the standards that she deserves. She will recognize someone who will treat her right. And I love how Momo joins the literary club just to kind of be close to him and Rui, and she still hangs off him whenever she gets the chance. Now, with all that being said, there is still a small part of me that wishes Natsuo would have smashed. Because come on, Rui, Hina, and Momo, he would have been goaded and placed in the history books if he had hit that trifecta in one season. So now I'm just going to get into some nitpicks. Something I find lazy in story writing is unrealistic coincidences. So Natsuo is old enough to not care what his dad does in his personal life, but like they do still live together. So his father just happens to have a secret girlfriend that he invites over with zero warning. Then her daughters are his son's first love and first hookup. Like, the dad introduces his new fiancés just days after Natsuo fails to express himself to Hina, and then sleeping with Rui. I don't know how you would calculate the probability of this ever happening, but I'm pretty sure it would be 0.0000 something of a percentage. The next coincidence is like, when Rui is looking for Natsuo after he ran away, she just luckily happens to be outside of the apartment complex that he's at, and Natsuo, who we see has remained on the floor the entire day, just decided to look out of the window at this time when she was walking by. The next would be Hina and Shu at all the places Hina frequents. They go to the cafe, while both Natsuo and Rui are there at the same time. Like, what are the what are the chances, honestly? Then some random person decides to take a picture of a hotel during a firework display, And then they're able to zoom in on that flip phone camera to the window where Natsuo and Hina just happen to be. And in what world would Natsuo and Hina not have closed the curtains, especially when they're going to have sex? Plus, the glare from the fireworks would have reflected off the glass, so you wouldn't even be able to see through that window. Then when Natsuo sees Hina during her uh, special alone time, he hides on the stairs as she comes out into the hall, and we see her right at the stairs while Natsuo is still on the upper level, but then when she turns the corner, he's gone. I don't care what anyone says, unless you've trained with Batman, there is no way you're getting away with that disappearing act. She would have at the very least heard him if not seen him. Now I just want to get into a couple of highlights I wanted to throw in here. I loved the music for the intro song, but just specifically the piano at the beginning. It is fire. Also the sound effects in general, like Rui getting out of the bath was great, you kind of hear the water swish back and forth like it was in a real tub. When Rui is mad at Natsuo, she slams a knife down on the counter, and first you hear like the plastic hilt hit the cutting board, and then a fraction of the second later, you hear the metal clink off of it as well. Like, it was just a really, really good sound effect. They were very well done throughout this entire show. Also, the visuals for this series, when they're like in bedrooms or even outside, the backdrop's always like, it's like a sunset. It has a sunset look to it where it's very rich in, like, orange and pinkish color. It looked very nice and romantic throughout this entire show. So now for the quote of the series. I tried my hardest. I really did, but I had to make it a tie. It's a tie between Rui saying it's not like we're related by blood or anything. A classic as always. And the other would be Natsuo, and I'm not going to say it verbatim, when he and Hina are having pillow talk, he says, after I saw you, I went to my room and spanked it. <laughs> I mean, the balls to say that to a girl is pretty funny. What I would have liked to have heard is during their pillow talk is Hina would be like, oh, Natsuo, that was pretty good for your first time. And he'd be like, oh, that wasn't my first time. Or her be like, what? Who did you sleep with? And he'd be like, oh, your sister. So as for how this uh, season wrapped up, it wasn't just a taboo love triangle story. It had coming of age elements as well. Natsuo's realization of if he only wants to have the title of being a novelist, or if he actually wants to write stories. It also had our token festival episode and beach episode, so you know it's a real anime when you get those. As for the ending, I'm a stern believer in deny till you die. Hina should have said nothing. Or be like, hey, that's a pretty gritty photo. I see how it may look bad, but my mother recently remarried Natsuo's father, And to keep him from being teased, we kept it a private family matter. Natsuo wasn't feeling well, and he knows that I keep headache medication in my purse. And I was simply checking his temperature forehead to forehead to see if he had a fever. Boom, your job saved, no need to transfer, you don't have to get your post-breakup, new haircut, new me. And one detail that I really loved is I'm glad we get to see that Hina has Natsuo's book and that she knows that it won an award. I thought that was nice. Alright, now we get into final thoughts. Domestic Girlfriend was a good taboo romance story that thankfully had no creepy, blood-related brother-sister crap. The characters were all very well written, and visually this anime had like a style of its own. I would definitely recommend you watch the series if you're looking for a romance anime that doesn't take itself too, too seriously. I actually hope Domestic Girlfriend gets a season 2. I feel there's much more story to explore here. Alright, that's gonna do it for this week. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.